Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Bizarre Junkies podcast. I am your host, Austin Alvarez. Man, we've uh, we've had a great stretch of uh, of guests here, and today is no different. Uh, we're we're bringing we're not holding any punches. Uh, I am joined today by a Sasquatch investigator, Zeus Platt. Zeus, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. How about yourself? Pretty pretty good. So, uh, if I hear correctly, you said you had about. 27 to a little over 20 or no almost 30 years of of time investigating sasquatch correct yeah yeah it's been about 34 since i've seen my first group of sasquatch group wow that's insane so how do you how does one start in this what what is your your marvel origin story if you would um it all started when i was young uh i grew up in a uh homestead log cabin dirt floor uh some of the best years of my life and uh well my dad had always spoke of sasquatch when i was young it just kind of went in here not the other i was just too busy uh you know just enjoying life enjoying the outdoors playing with crawdads fishing whatever but uh long story kind of short uh we were actually planning a camping trip up and uh above gateway colorado and there's a into these uh because this kind of a canyon lands over there and then on the uh western area there's a little grouping of mountains and um we were actually going camping up there and it's extremely desolate good luck seeing anybody up there uh so we were actually heading up and uh we were going to head up that night and a bunch of the friends of my mom and dad's were actually going to come up the next day in the morning so we were actually uh making our way up there on this little dirt road and well, the Suburban broke down. Uh, later found out it was the fuel pump. It was the old school fuel pump that runs off of the little rocker arm that goes into the engine, and it actually runs off of that. But So that actually went out. and was like, okay, well, the guys are coming up the next day. One of them is a mechanic. He surely has parts, you know, something like that. And we all, you know, fell asleep in the big four-door older Suburban. And I uh, got woken up by the... Uh, the suburban kind of rocking like a boat nobody else woke up but i did and uh i got up and when i got up i was just you know half groggy just kind of woke up and i was like it's like you know well that was weird but when i looked up out the window uh looking around i noticed this figure standing there and it had no neck had glowing red eyes which i later found out in my investigations that that's not really a good thing and uh behind me and the window behind me because uh i'm not laying longwise in the suburban i'm laying to the side because again i was just a kid i was kind of short anyway yeah how old uh, were you then uh one more time uh how old were you when when you first had this encounter uh i think i was uh 11 or 12 about oh, okay 11. so so about preteen. okay yeah which i found out later too it makes sense why they were looking in the window at uh at us kids and not the adult and um and so I, I had actually, you know, I kind of screamed, you know, not like a little girl, just like, you know, freaked out because when I looked behind me, there was probably a, about a medium sized one. It was definitely shorter than the one in the uh, east window and um, a smaller one that was just barely, you know, peeking over, looking, looking through the window. It was probably, I don't know, four foot tall or so. And uh, when I kind of, you know, freaked out and my dad woke up and they just kind of slowly went down they didn't just just turn away and take off running they just kind of slowly smoothly just went out of view 
of the window and that was it they were gone no noise no anything and uh finally got calmed down and uh that was the that was the first instant you know first time i ever seen something like that and ever since then i've been a i've been in a major pursuit to try and uh you know learn more about these guys because when i seen these when i was a kid i was just like okay well you know what the hell were those uh what was that you know it was i like oh my you know that's completely out of the realm of what i've normally seen or you know we'd go get animal you know we'd go get uh deer and elk all the time that was our grocery list of the uh just the woods and uh that was completely out of the normal for me i i didn't know what the hell those were and I've been on a mission ever since to figure out what they uh, what they are, and ever since then I've seen lots and lots and lots of them. That's uh, that's that's pretty crazy. I've I've, I've you know I've heard plenty of of Bigfoot stories, but nothing uh, with one you know literally inches away from you. Uh, what so going in so thirty four years later here we are thirty four give or take we're here now. You're a full blown Sasquatch investigator. What exactly does a Sasquatch investigator do day in, day out? Like, what, you know, obviously it's probably a lot of field work, but like, is there like a, a base of operation for you? Is there a crew that you bring and you guys go out on specific, like, okay, hey, we're going to track this, you know, 20 miles of, of land here and we're going to scour it and see if we can find anything? Um, It's not really too much, uh, too much of a big deal as far as that's concerned. Um, I do work. Um, I have my wife with me. I have had people come out with me in the past. Uh, they've had experience with these creatures and they basically won't step foot, at least not with me back out in the woods. Um, as far as finding these creatures, I, I do find them on a regular basis. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I take a, a video, I have a video camera with me. EMF detector, radiation detector. I have a Tashcam uh, uh, microphone deal that I take out with me. Um, I got a, I got all this uh, technology with me. I, I'm still working on trying to get a FLIR, but that's a bit on the expensive side. Um, I do not actually have a crew or say a base of operation like down here in town. I don't have like a like a building or anything. You right. Know <laughs> It's just, it's just basically just, uh, just whenever, like on my days off from work or even in the afternoon, when I get off work, I'll, I'll head up into the mountains. It's either, it's either fishing or I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go out in certain areas and I'll investigate whether they be new areas or areas I've already investigated and had a lot of, uh, action and encounter. And I've gotten pictures of them and stuff like that. Um, it's really kind of hard for me to find a crew because a lot of people don't take this subject as serious as they ought to and that they should because this is an extremely serious matter. Um, the Sasquatch, I believe, and I've said it for years, is the key to many, many things. And people just kind of kind of throw it out the window. They're not very serious about it. And then the ones that do come out with me, because uh, I'll have people, you know, ask me, you know, well, can I come out with you? Can I investigate with you? And, and, uh, and you know, I'm not greedy or I'm not an, an ass about it. I, I simply tell them, you know, uh, you know, don't, don't be revealing the location to where I went. I don't want a bunch of people in there bothering. Right. Me. Yeah. You don't, you don't want a bunch of amateurs showing up 
and uh, kind of muddling up and then bringing attention and then, you know, maybe this creature leaves and is no longer there and you just lost your, your trail. Yeah, and it's a, it's a, it's, it's about showing them respect. You know, these are creatures with a very high intelligence, even more than more intelligent than we are. Um, uh, it's, it's a matter of just showing them respect, even though that even though a lot of the areas that I go and investigate, I, I may only hit there once a year and I'll move to another area. Each one of these areas I'll hit just once a year. I don't go in there a lot. I don't want to bother them a lot and, uh, keeping everything kind of hush hush, uh, I kind of do in such a way because I don't need people going in there and uh, flushing these creatures out, you know, getting themselves in trouble, maybe even maybe one of somebody get hurt uh, or just invading the space of these creatures because any more of these creatures to me are like, like seeing elk. It's like, oh, it's, you know, I, I see a Sasquatch, I get super excited. And I almost do the same thing when I see an elk. I get really excited, you know. I just, I just never gets old. But uh, with the Sasquatch, I just, I, 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 just, I, I need to know more. I, I want to learn more. I want to, you know, I want to know, you know, how long they've been here, where they come from, you know, their language. They have a language. Um, why they build these structures out in the woods that so many people count off. You know, so many people say the wind done that, and it's like. I roll my eyes every time it's, you know, this stuff out there isn't windblown or made by humans. There's, you know, people don't take 600 pound logs and throw them into an X and the same characteristics that's basically found all over the planet. And, um, and not only that, there's many, many other, uh, structures that they do. And it's all, uh, they're real, uh, territorial and, uh, they're, they're symbolic in their ways as far as, those structures are, are symbolic. They, they they mean something to one another. We have no clue yet. That's it's like taking, you know, symbolism and throwing it up out there, and it means something to them. And we we would do the same thing if we were trying to tell somebody else something. Like I think, uh, like hobos. Uh, if I'm saying that right, excuse me if I'm not. Like these hobo type people, uh, back in the day and probably even current, they. They make stick structures to symbolize one to one another, you know, uh, of, of, you know, danger, food in the area, whatever, you know what I mean? To my understanding, uh, reading up on it a little bit, that's what they do. They they make little symbols out of sticks, <laughs> you know, kind of like the same thing as a Sasquatch. It's, right. uh, it's a, a visual communication. So I have a question. Uh, you said you said this uh, a little bit earlier. You said that uh, the Sasquatch is the key to many things. What like uh, what are you referring to when you say key to many things? Like is it's just like a maybe a different perspective on the world and nature, or is it like a you know not, this sounds a little tongue in cheek, but maybe like a, a meaning of life kind of deal? Yeah, very. Uh, I think very much so. There's a there's a lot of aspects in there with the uh, Sasquatch, and I do. Uh, uh, again, it's, it's a theory, but it's also a feeling and my, from just years of experience of encountering these creatures, it's pretty much, I, I, I do believe they're the key. They're the key to, uh, understanding where we came from for one. They're, uh, I believe they are involved with the next extraterrestrials in some way or somehow. I don't really know, you know, I know I have personally experienced areas where I've seen Sasquatch. There's been a UFO flying overhead. 
right i've heard i've heard a lot of that too there's a lot of cross uh sightings there it's like i saw bigfoot but then i also uh i i forgot uh i was listening to a show about one where um the bigfoot were coming out of the ufo yeah i've actually heard uh some reports on that i i personally haven't experienced anything like that i've I've just seen them overhead in an area right which is still that's almost like a that's almost like a uh like a a unicorn checklist like a bingo card like i saw a sasquatch and i saw a ufo like it's like one one by itself is already intense and then you, the fact that you're seeing both is even more phenomenal yeah yeah quite often i've i've uh i've seen uh a ufo fly overhead where i have sasquatch activity and uh i've tried getting him on camera and it's just you just can't really see him i mean it and i try to zoom in on him and it's just it's too shaky and it just looks like crap and i I don't know. Oh, it's pretty much has got my word unless unless they get close enough to where I could get a a pretty adequate, nice little uh, video of a UFO. Um, uh, but it's it's kind of like the you know like the same with Sasquatch. You take a picture of Sasquatch or a video of them. They're generally out their ways, and you got to zoom the video in a little bit. It gets a little pixelated. Uh, oh God, don't get me started on all this. Uh, they do, you know, they affect your equipment. Yeah. I've heard that they are. you So are you under the belief that they also possess some like supernatural qualities to them as well? Okay. Cause I've heard that I haven't done too much research into that aspect, but I have heard numerous people say that they're, they're not just a creature that's on earth. It's like a, a being more so. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I have experienced and I've seen Sasquatch do uh things on the supernatural realm that's over our understanding and over our heads and people a a lot of people can't accept you know they know the sasquatch is out there but in their eyes the sasquatch is nothing but a big dumb ape they don't have a language they don't make stick structures they don't they don't do anything but jump around and go you know whoop 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 out in the woods uh and that's completely false and I know that from experience. I've been in this years and years. I spent my life out in the woods. I know these woods like the back of my hand, the whole Western U.S. And, you know, I've seen Sasquatch do some extremely mysterious things. It's just kind of on the paranormal realm. And I have no explanation uh, involving orbs, uh, involving them un- unzipping reality and stepping into this door in reality. It's, you know, I've seen him do that and I, I can explain that, you know, and it is what it is. I've had people look at me and basically look at me like I was, you know, either lying or I was full of crap. And I'm like, you know, whatever you want to believe, I know what I've seen and I know what I experienced. This is what I do. This is why I do it. I investigate. I figure these creatures out. I'm trying to at least, I, you know, I risk my life going out there to do so. And when I see something unusual like that, I'm not afraid to talk about it. It's like, it, <laughs> Well, you either say it, it, yeah, I'm lying or I'm full of it, or you accept it. Because either way, w- whether you believe or say I'm full of it, it's there whether you believe in it or not. It actually happened, and they do it on a regular basis. I've had people tell me that the Sasquatch is, that they think it's a, I guess you could say more like a a non-physical being, I guess you could say. Right. And uh, I have my reasons behind why I know for a matter of a fact 
they are a physical being. And I've talked about this on previous shows. I should, I am probably not going to talk about it right now because it's an extremely sensitive subject and there's reasons though. Just know that there's reasons I know why the Sasquatch is a physical being. Every human on this planet has the ability to manipulate energy like a Sasquatch does. Your consciousness, the Sasquatch consciousness is so much higher and they, they, they have a, a you know more abilities in this paranormal aspect than we do. I mean, we could too if we knew how. We could unzip reality and go into this other dimension if we knew how. But we don't. All we believe in is money, negativity, war, and suicidal thoughts. <laughs> right. So I you're mean? saying that and, so Sasquatch is the key to understanding how to activate exactly. like like that ability of being able to be interdimensional or be uh, like an ethereal being more so than just a grounded physical person. Exactly. You know, and, and, and as far as extraterrestrials, I believe that they are a really a key to the extraterrestrial realm as far as alien. Um, I believe, I think the Sasquatch have been here for millions of years. There's other people that's actually have told me that they're, that they themselves are extraterrestrials and came to this planet. I'm not going to argue that. Uh, that very well may be so. But if they did come from another planet far away or whatever, uh, they did so millions of years ago. These Sasquatch have been here for <laughs> a very long time. And I, I don't think people understand how long they've been here. Right. So uh, as somebody, because you were saying before we started uh, this show that you take down sightings from other people. So how many different areas of the world have reported sightings, at least to you? Because obviously, you know, we have the Yeti, which is more of like a Himalayan uh, term uh, for almost the same type of creature. But from you and from what you have encountered uh, with people out there reporting sightings, where do you see the most of these sightings occurring? Well, in in my area, there's a lot of tourism, and a lot of people around the world um, actually have seen my stuff. They've learned from it because this is why I do it. I I do it and for an educational matter only, scientific educational matter. Right. And so a lot of people know about me. They know about me clear in Russia, Spain, Turkey, Pakistan, wherever. And I've had I've had folks from you know Pakistan. I've had them from Spain, uh, Italy, uh, South America, uh, Japan, uh, Russia, uh, definitely Russia, a lot from Russia. And I think that's it as far as people reporting to me what they've seen. They talk to me about it. And uh, But as far as I know of, of other investigators and, and seeing stories from other people, um, there's a there's Sasquatch in every inch in every part of the globe. There's there's a different species. They're all Sasquatch, but there's a different type of species on every part of the globe. Like throughout the U.S. and even in the desert communities, right? There's Sasquatch out there. And so you're I, telling me I, there's there's a possibility there's a Sasquatch species here in Vegas, uh, out in the exactly. out in the Mojave Desert out here. Oh yeah, you'll be surprised. If you could actually, if there was actually a team or anybody that was actually dedicated and knew what they were looking for and knew how to investigate these creatures, 
that being so desert out in the uh, Las Vegas area, they their that habitat is so much different from where say I am. Uh, it's more of a desert area, but I could bet you with everything that I have, you know, there's Sasquatch out there down in New Mexico in the desert of New Mexico. I've had reportings of Sasquatch. And there's not a single tree around. It's all just, it's a, it kind of looks a lot like Las Vegas. There's like some bushes, little, uh, little tight bushes and stuff around here and there. But, uh, these things are everywhere and people don't understand how, how plentiful they are. Even in just my area alone, there is so many Sasquatch in this area. It's incredibly crazy and ridiculous how many there are in just this area. And just west, uh, no, I'm sorry, east of me, is the flat plains of Colorado, right? There's been sightings of Sasquatch out there. There's no trees up there. It's just these rolling kind of high plains out there with tornadoes. And, it's you know, Windsor, Colorado, there was a Sasquatch spotted just outside of town walking the river, which makes sense, headed towards the mountains, but walked right through town at night in the riverbed down where the river runs through town coming out of the mountains there that that's wild i haven't heard that obviously you have a much better uh finger on the pulse with this subject than i do i kind of do a little bit of everything a little bit of true crime a little bit of cryptid a little bit of paranormal uh so i'm not as tapped in as you are because you're much more hyper focused on this uh so with these sightings do you find that there's like a season of the year that like there's more sightings reported or is there like a, I mean, even maybe not just sightings, but like based on your evidence and your research, do you find that there's a time of year that they are more active? Absolutely. And that's spring and fall. Oh, so uh, we're coming up on one of the seasons right now here in a, about a month or so. Yeah. When it, when it starts warming up out here, I'll get out there. It's kind of patchy with snow still. Uh, Cause we just got snow on the ground clear into June. I want to say June or so. And uh, it, uh, during the springtime, okay, the thing that people don't understand, Sasquatch in areas move at different times of the year. They don't just hang out in one little spot, one little side of a mountain in an area. They're very territorial. They don't hang out in their one little spot. Throughout the summer, they move into smaller, you know, little areas throughout the summer, and they kind of migrate around in that small area. But when it comes to uh, winter, they actually got they actually move out follow game follow the weather patterns the weather patterns to their winter grounds where it's more manageable and during the spring well the same thing goes for game too elk deer all this stuff they they move up um back into the little higher elevations little manageable uh away from people kind of location kind of locations you know and uh, during the springtime, those Sasquatch, uh, they're in the process of moving back in. Uh, who knows? It might even be some kind of like mating time for them. I don't know. I, I don't know that. That's one aspect I really honestly don't know. <laughs> right. And, uh, but yes, they do. You know, the, the biggest time for sightings and for me myself seeing these creatures every single year, it's hot and heavy during the spring, hot and heavy during the fall. That's uh, that's interesting because I, I never, you know, I've done a couple of uh, videos on this channel about Bigfoot uh, yetis. And then obviously I would assume you've seen this, but the Patterson Gimlin film. Yeah. So I did a, I did a full video kind of explaining that. And 
my personal uh, opinion on it is uh, I have a friend. He was actually on the last episode of this podcast. He is a makeup prosthetic artist for like he does films and stuff like that. And he was like, man, we didn't have the technology to make a suit that lifelike back then, let alone even like now. You know, and I feel like they would have if they were trying to sell it off as a real one without like as, as if it was like, you know, it was just a guy in a suit. I feel like they would have pushed a little harder and trying to sell it as opposed to and being you know scared to show it like they were. Yeah. And, you know, the only reason why Bob and them actually rolled up on that Sasquatch like they did and, and, and caught it so surprisingly like it did. The Sasquatch are very militaristic. They're very tactical. They know when something's walking through the woods just by the sound of the footprints. Right. They came walking up on this area on horseback. Well, it's going to sound kind of like elk or something. Yeah, it's not going to sound like footprints. It's going to sound like hoof prints. Yeah. So when they rounded the corner, uh, Patty, the Sasquatch, uh, she was totally thrown off. And I, I, you know, I can totally see that during the film and, and, during their process and when they say they walked up on it and i said well that makes total sense they they weren't on foot if they were on foot she would have bailed out she would have known that there's you know a human walking up on them you know right and um but i i do believe the only reason why they they came onto that sasquatch and that was such perfect a perfect scenario was they were on horseback and that sasquatch was caught off guard to see these humans sitting on the back of these horses you know yeah, it, it, uh, I found that a lot of people. It's a very, it's a very decisive video. It's very, uh, like on that video alone, uh, it did a, did really good on views, and a lot of the comments are just people arguing back and forth whether or not it's real. Um, so let's go ahead and jump back to your initial story that you told us at the beginning of the episode. You were saying that you realized later on that it, having red eyes was not a necessarily a good thing. Why is that? Well, as the years went on, and I experienced more and more Sasquatch. Uh, I learned that Sasquatch have a variety of eyes that glow at night. And some of them have eyes that glow white during the daytime. And uh, like the little, I call it the silverback man looking thing that I got on video up here. I call Sasquatch Mountain because that place is insanity with Sasquatch. And they're not very big. They're they're only five foot tall, maybe even a little shorter than me. Uh, most of the Sasquatch around here are like that. But throughout the years of investigating these Sasquatch, every time I've run into an area where there's been really aggressive Sasquatch, they were on the mean side. Um, their eyes would glow red. Their eyes. Would so it's glow it's like a red. warning. It's like a you know when animals like perk up or they you know their feathers start of you know kind of bloom out. It's the same kind of thing, right? It's more like a warning sign. Well, it's it's, it's not so much just the Sasquatch just having red eyes just to warn you off. That, okay, uh, another thing that I've in, noticed in my investigation throughout the years, there's two type. I know there's more types of Sasquatch that I'm not real. I don't understand a whole hell of a lot because they're more, um, how do you say, uh, reclusive, I guess you could say. But the two types are there's mean ones and there's good ones. The mean ones are similar to the, like the good Sasquatch. They're 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 very hateful. They don't get along with the good Sasquatch. And the areas that I've been into with the good Sasquatch, uh, they make a lot of structures. 
uh, I beginning to think that these X's that you find out in the woods are a symbolism of that particular territory for that type of Sasquatch. And uh, I've noticed the areas where there's the meaner Sasquatch that will will give you more of a hard time, more of a threatening time, or will actually hurt you. Um, there's really no structures. You'll find some breaks. You'll mostly find a lot of trees that are just deep art. Um, different things like that. Not too much in the way of structures at all. Uh, you'll find some footprints and impressions. Uh, it's it's really odd how that works. And the good Sasquatch, I've noticed, their eyes will glow yellowish orange, orange colored, like the silverback guys, silverback gorilla looking dudes, their eyes glow on orange. And they are a peaceful uh, Sasquatch. They've never gave me any problems. They, they either run for me or just look at me and take off. And uh, uh, blue, light blue, green, I've seen all those colors coming off these eyes. But those red ones, are more uh, are those mean ones? They're the ones that look at you like they 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 hate you. They don't want you there. And um, the good ones don't necessarily want you in their territory, but they're not going to go out of their way really to hurt you. Then again, you're dealing with a being that you don't know what they're thinking on a daily basis or at the time you even meet them. They have their own thought. They have their own culture. They have their one could you know be just upset that day for some reason. And you just happen to be there. He's gonna. He's not gonna be very nice to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, but these eye colors, and I've told people that came out on investigations with me, and I've told other people when you go hiking in the woods, don't wear red. Don't wear red. That's a bad idea. I don't. The color red, you're asking for trouble out in those woods. And later on, I, I I found out that a lot of missing people, a lot of people that, that ended up gone, were wearing red. Red backpack, wow. red coat, maybe just a red backpack. They had red on them. And I, I laughed. I laughed. And I tell, it's like told my buddies, my wife, I said, remember, I said this a long time ago. I said, just from personal experience, because I had actually went on an investigation some years back. And I was wearing a, uh, this red like Christmas shirt on. It was, you know, two months before Christmas. And I had this, I just picked the shirt up. I thought it was a good idea. And uh, I thought uh, I thought I was going to be in trouble. The forest came down around me. Uh, it was one of the, a very, very scary experience. A lot of the rocks that were being thrown at me were damn near hit me. Uh, the vocals were just like if you walked into an area and you could just you just know by their vocals that they're so pissed off that you're there and the and maybe you're doing something they don't like or something and i figured to put two and two together it's this red shirt that i got on they don't like it because i've investigated that area before and i've had on a black shirt and i've had on a brown shirt and i've even had on a blue shirt and they didn't act like that before i went in there with that red shirt they didn't like that. They didn't like that at all. It just all hell broke loose. And I immediately turned around and left. I got out of there. So you've had rocks thrown at you by by these creatures before. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, that yeah. is, that is I you know, I applaud you for sticking with it after all that. I probably wouldn't have. I'd have been like, all right, well, I'm going to find a new, uh, new profession. <laughs> I don't want rocks thrown at me like that. And they're not, I'm assuming they're not small rocks either. No. 
usually the bigger rocks, like the mean Sasquatch rock, they'll hit you. I've been hit in the back with rocks before. I actually thought it was my couple of my, I thought it was, well, my ex-wife at the time. <laughs> Let me tell you about that here in a minute. And, uh, you know, one of her, uh, one of my buddies, when we were out and we were in Utah, and I got decked right in the back on the left-hand side of my back by rock. And I thought it was him. I said, what the, what the F are you throwing rocks at me like that for, dude? That freaking hurt. And he was like, I didn't throw nothing, you know? He was like, it wasn't me, dude. I looked at my my ex-wife at the time. I said, you know, well, it could have been you because you're off to my right side in front of me. But my buddy wasn't back of me. And he, he insisted, you know, he didn't hit me in the back with a rock. And it freaking hurt. And there was another time that we were uh, investigating an area in Utah, and it was just me and my ex-wife, and she got plowed right in the forehead by rock. It was probably an inch by an inch kind of round rock, and this rock came out of nowhere. I seen it flying, and it looked like it came out of nowhere, and it hit her right in the middle of the forehead, and it hurt. It hurt her so bad that uh, she fell to her knees and she started crying, and I said, "Okay, that's enough." We jumped in the car. I took off. We had to, we actually had to take her to the hospital because uh, she already started bruising on the left hand side of her eye, her left eye. And uh, yeah, that's that's, a, just, that's it, insane. Like the fact that you're dealing with all of that. Granted, it doesn't seem like every single time, but uh, you were showing us a little something before we we went on the air. Uh, it looks like you have some some samples of stuff you've captured out in the field. If you wouldn't mind sharing those on the yeah. show um here's a couple of footprints uh before i show these i'm gonna i'm gonna remind the audience that uh that every location you go to in the u.s uh more so the western side of the united states sasquatch they don't have real big cavemanish footprints all the sasquatch that i've got on video and that i've seen around here the biggest one i've maybe seen because i'm six foot three the biggest one i've seen was maybe seven foot Wow, yeah. and that's like way off from what you normally hear. Normally you hear like, oh, they're seven foot at a minimum in yeah. some areas. Yeah, and most of most of those giant Sasquatch, uh, I'm sure there's there's been a few monsters documented run, going through here with 18-inch tracks, but that's a rare. That's a really, really kind of uncommon. But they, and their their feet look real human, more human-like than uh the ones in the eastern uh eastern areas the the sasquatch on the eastern areas uh ozarks and you know just out east that way their their foot their feet can you know i've seen them 24 inches long by you know two or three foot wide uh monster sasquatch out there right but you're saying in your area they're they're seven foot at a maximum almost yeah but yeah and the biggest footprint i think i came across which was this last summer that actually broke the record of the footprints that I found was about a uh, about a fifteen about a fifteen inch footprint. Wow! And the biggest one I found in the area for quite a while now was like fourteen, and last year I found that fifteen. But this one here, I think this one's about a uh, probably ten inches long. It's real wide, real big toes on it. I don't know if you guys can see that. Yeah, absolutely. That is a. Uh... For everybody who's listening, uh, just a reminder, this is on YouTube and Spotify as well with the video, so you can actually see this plaster that Zeus is holding up for us. So what, uh, based on your information, your knowledge, what makes this different from a human foot? 
Um, they 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 do have this mid tarsal break, and uh, there's not much difference in between. Uh, like if 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 one of these guys up here were step in the mud, and you were to step in the mud right next to it, it's pretty hard to decipher. Uh, the the difference in the two footprints, you know what I mean? <clears throat> I do know that pinky toe, see how big it is? How big that pinky toe is. Uh, let me get my bearings here. Oh, yeah, right here. Right. Um, you see how round and nice that looks? And if you were to take a look at a human footprint, this pinky toe is, is real smashed up against that toe. Uh, I don't know if you take your you know take your own shoe off you could kind of see what i'm talking about so it's kind of almost smashed off and pointed right yeah i know what you're about. and like this this toe right here is huge yeah that, that looks like a like huge big toe. toe yeah this toe is like my toe and i'm six foot three we're a size 12 it's only half the size of that my big toe <laughs> wow and uh this foot is smaller than my foot and all these even this pinky toe and the, the rest of these toes, because even even this middle toe right here, that thing's huge. Right, absolutely, yeah. And this print, there was when I came down to that little runoff pond up in the mountains, it was about a, a two-mile walk-in while I was investigating, and I ran into this runoff pond. It had a little area, and there were some moose tracks in it that walked in there. And then I noticed when I came up on it, one print of this guy... And there was a set of prints of this one, the smaller one. Oh, so this, okay. So both of these prints were in the same spot. Same spot. Wow. So, okay. So it's not just an isolated creature. There was two of them. There was three of them. There's three of them. Wow. Okay. So that's pretty intense. So uh, from, from that moment, you see these footprints. Did you see the creatures at that point? Or were they too far ahead at that point? No, uh, I want to say at the time the, when I casted those prints, they came through the day before. So they okay. weren't far away. I didn't see them in the area. I just, I, I seen evidence. I seen structures. I seen the fresh breaks. And I just, like, I followed some bends. Uh, bends that the Sasquatch will make these bends usually point towards water. And that's what I did. I followed these series of bends, and that's when I came up on that runoff pond from the snow. And uh, there's like trees laying in it. You know, it was just kind of nasty looking little pond. Uh, it didn't really have much moss in it because it's so cold. But on the uh, north side of that pond, there was uh, kind of grassy, muddy uh, area. And that's where I seen, I casted these prints out, is in that little spot. And the bigger print, there was one print, like it came out, left one print, and there, that was that was it. And the other two prints, with the other one's a little bit smaller than this, uh, it they continued walking kind of around the pond, the front end of that, and then they went back into the forest, and that was it. And wow. they the the tracks were just your typical Sasquatch tracks, end over end over end, instead of humans being you know shoulder width walks. Right, I, I've never actually heard that that uh, Sasquatch footprints are are one in front of the other and not, you know, because they are bipedal. So you would think that they would have some sort of resemblance to how we walk, but I guess, no, apparently no. Mm -mm. 
Uh, every now and then you'll find them almost at a shoulder width walk, but more tucked in. But about 98% of the time, they're, uh, they're end over end print walks. Just like that, right over the front of each other, a straight line of footprints. And if you look at a human, the way a human walks is shoulder width walking. Each track is on either side going all the way up. That is intense. All right, Zeus, before we wrap up here today, uh, what advice would you give to anybody that is looking to start investigating in their area for Sasquatch? Uh, the first advice is understand your land. Understand understand the, the type of trees. Understand the lay of the land. Understand weather patterns. Understand game, game movement. Understand food sources, springs, water sources. Um, and when you go out, try to try to figure out because the Sasquatch will make structures in particular areas. They just don't throw them out anywhere, and they like to use particular trees that they like. And I don't know why that is, but it's true. And you have, if you go out and you see uh, a pattern of uh, structures. And uh, pay attention to those trees. Pay attention to what's nearby as far as food, but pay attention to the type of trees that is that they make them out of. And then when you go up on and you're you're looking at maybe maps or you're on a ridge and you're looking out and you see a certain type of tree and then you see the very same type of tree, kind of a, almost a whole forest of the same type of trees that you've been noticing structures have been coming about in, go investigate that area. That's that's uh, most likely where you're going to find structure that because you got to understand, you got to understand the sun how the as the sun moves across the land the shadow patterns on each part of the land of your rolling hills your small mountains to big mountains understand your ridges how the sun hits either side of the ridge uh, understand your water and like I said your game movement and the type of trees it's very important the type of trees. Awesome. Uh, so Zeus, before we, before we leave here, go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you. Cause I know you have a YouTube channel of your own. You probably, I don't know if you do a lot of social media of documenting. I know you don't like to disclose your locations, um, for obvious reasons, but maybe you share some of your findings or maybe you have a website people can find you. So where can people go and, and learn more about you and what you do? Um, I have a YouTube channel. You can go to a uh, project Sasquatch on YouTube. You could find me there. You could find me on Instagram. I post a lot of pictures up there of evidence and footprints and structures and pictures of Sasquatch themselves. And I also have a, a bit shoot, which I uh, kind of fairly recently um, opened up. I'm still downloading more videos to it. I've got 135 videos, I think. And I also have my Facebook group called Project Sasquatch. And my regular Project Sasquatch page, the group, you can go in and post, you know, your your sightings. If you have pictures of the Sasquatch, pictures of footprints, uh, structures, any kind of evidence, you can post it on there for everybody to see, kind of present your your evidence and uh, uh, show the stuff that you find or what you think. You know, it's it's a, it's a pretty cool place. I, I do not allow trolls there. I protect the people on that page very very well you know i don't put up with the with the laughing and the uh discrediting and the uh 
the the bad part of the trolls on that page. They get kicked because people when when you experience Sasquatch, it is such a life changing experience. It could be for the good or the negative, and it's a very serious thing to a lot of people when they when they sight when they have a sighting. It's uh it could be very traumatizing, and they don't. It's it's hard enough for some people to even talk about it, but if you you know, if somebody wants to, they can come up onto my website and they can talk about their experience of the other sighting and what happened. And all the people on my um, page, on my Facebook page, have all had, you know, most of them had sightings. A lot of them were very understanding. And actually, we all talk about stuff, you know what I mean? So, yeah, absolutely. So you, can find me, you can find me in all those places, um, BitChute, YouTube, Instagram, and the two Facebook pages. So, Awesome. Well, Zeus, I want to say thank you again for coming on. I appreciate this. I reached out to you because I found you on another Facebook group about uh, cryptids and paranormal. And I just want to say thank you. This has been a couple weeks in the making. Uh, I appreciate you making time out of your, your busy schedule to come on. Uh, for everybody else listening, uh, you can find more content like this on our YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We have an Instagram. We have a TikTok. We make long form content about specific subjects that you can watch. We have merchandise for sale. Uh, we also have a Discord server. So if you want to talk to other people who like the same kind of content as this, you can join that Discord and talk to them. Uh, but until then, everybody, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you guys on the next one.